Hello, everybody. My name is Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. For you who are familiar with this show, it's going to be another powerful show. Um, you know, for those who are maybe a first time listener, we release a new show every Monday and Thursday. You can find out more at www.lifeportoutintl.org. You can go on YouTube and find some of our previous shows when there was a live format called Awaken Live, and there's hours and hours of content on there, free content for you to glean from and listen to. Um, and today, I just want to have as much time as possible to dive into the subject matter today because I believe this is absolutely imperative for the church in this hour. It's been for years, but in this hour, God's really highlighting it, equipping believers in the church so that we could walk in the fullness of our inheritance in Christ and truly be a light in this world, a city set in a hill, a light in the earth. And so today we're going to be talking about spiritual discernment or the gift of the discerning of spirits. One of the gifts of the spirits with miracles and faith and healing, uh, knowledge, wisdom, etc., that we we don't always highlight or teach on. And I'm, I'm grateful that God is raising up men and women around the world who are operating in this gift, who have been operating in this gift and who are able to teach, equip, and impart in the body of Christ today. And so, for those of you who are familiar with the show, you know I love to read the Word of God and get into a scripture before my guest comes on. So I'm going to read two scriptures, actually. One's out of Proverbs, and one's out of Psalms. Uh, Proverbs 18.15 says, The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, and for the ears of the wise, they seek out discern you know discernment and knowledge and it says in psalm 119 125 there's a prayer and i believe this is a very important prayer it says i am your servant lord give me discernment that i may understand your statutes and the reason why i highlighted that scripture is because i believe we can pray for discernment you know it says in the book of proverbs that we should seek after knowledge and wisdom and discernment discretion more than silver and gold that's more precious than silver and gold and i've asked the lord for humility i've prayed and asked the lord for the fear of the lord to to hit my heart. I've asked the Lord for discernment. I believe he honors those prayers when we ask God for these things to be activated in our lives. So Lord, we are we are your servants. Give us discernment. Give the church discernment in this hour. And so my guest today, her name is Jane Hammond, and she serves with her husband, Tom, as a senior pastor of Vision Church at Christian International. In nearly 30 years of ministry together, they've built a thriving local church. They've traveled to more than 50 nations, and they've helped lead Christian International Ministries, founded by Dr. Bill Hammond. A clear prophetic voice and eloquent teacher, Jane travels extensively ministering nationally, internationally at conferences, consulting with leaders, teaching at Bible colleges. She's on you know several television programs, Christian television programs, um, and she makes her home in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. And so anyway, Jane, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I'm so happy to be here with you. <laughs> That's so good. And so this, you know, the podcast is called Awaken Podcast, and it's based on Ephesians five fourteen. Awake, awake, O sleeper, and Christ may may Christ shine on you. And my my desire is for our hearts to be awakened to the goodness of God, the love of God, to really see Jesus for who He is and be awakened to who we are in Him. I love to ask my guests, how did you first awaken to the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? Just just briefly tell us about how you encountered the Lord. Well, I was not raised in a Christian family. Um, uh, they were good parents, but not they didn't lead me to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was five years old, I had a friend uh, in my neighborhood pass away, and that shook me. And so that kind of started my journey of mm-hmm. seeking the Lord. Um, I would I would get on my knees at night because I'd seen it on TV, <laughs> and yeah. I would fold my hands and I would look up and I would speak to whoever this God person was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the presence of the Lord came down and wrapped His arms around me and made himself very real to me. So it felt so good. I just kept doing it. 
Um, I didn't actually get saved till I was 14, uh, got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was 16, and heard the audible voice of God about a month after I got filled with the Holy Spirit um, for the very first time. And um, it has just been an amazing, amazing journey of uh, the Lord coming down and kind of says, you haven't chosen me, I've chosen you. And I definitely felt chosen by God because he manifested to me throughout my young life before I even knew him. Amazing. Amazing. And that just reminds me that sometimes it takes, you know, a very hard situation in life, a death, a trying time, financial issues, whatever, to realize that we need the Lord and turn to the Lord. You know, and my, you know, my, my uncle passed away. I wasn't even born yet. My mother was young in her twenties and her brother, he got drunk and he, and he jumped in a lake and he wound up drowning. And that wound up being uh, the point of salvation for my family, how Jesus came into my family, my wow. grand, my grandmother and my mother wound up seeking God for peace because they were so, you know, uh, traumatized by the experience. And they actually encountered God in a Catholic church with a born again priest that was uh, ministering in the Holy spirit and did a class on the baptism of the spirit. And my mom felt the peace of Jesus as she sought the Lord in that trying time. And so uh, the Lord will use anything. It doesn't have to be hardships. You know, my <laughs> wife, my wife heard a message. She was brought to a youth group and my wife just heard a message about Jesus being the way, truth, and life and got saved. And so, but um, when you were <laughs> when you were sharing that story, I just thought about my mother and how faith came into our family. And then my mom brought faith to all of us, her kids, and now our kids, <laughs> you know, and it's just amazing how, how God could use anything like that. Well, the scripture says the Lord is near to those that have a broken heart. So I think yeah. that that's exactly what happened. My heart was broken and God came and drew near to me and uh, I would just draw near to him after that. And uh, it was a beautiful, I didn't, I didn't understand anything about salvation. I didn't know anything about Christianity, but I did know that the, my time of prayer and the presence of the Lord was so real um, and it, it made me feel better. And, um, mm-hmm. and that just kept, kept me coming back for more. Yeah, the Lord, he is just, he's so beautiful, right? He touches us right where we need it. He is close to the contrite heart. You know, it's just, it's it's amazing. And so um, a gift of the spirit that, you know, I want to get into today. I want to be able to talk about this because I believe it's vital. Um, just in general, God gave us his gift because it'd be very important for us as believers. But now more than ever, and you released a book called Discernment that is very, very important in this time and this hour. And I know that the operation of the gift is something that you have experienced and grown in since you were young. Um, how how did this begin to grow in your life? How do you begin to understand this gift and, and really grow in it? Well, I think that it was always operating in me from the time that I was born again, perhaps even before that, um, because God had, God gives gifts to men. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, it would manifest in uh, the fact that even before I was saved, I could see demonic beings. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would have different um, feelings or sensings uh, when I would get around certain people, uh, kind of the sense of, oh, something's not right here or don't trust that person, whatever. Um, And then when we started uh, in ministry, uh, I think that the, the gift just kind of came to a new level. And I remember a young prophet came to America um, back in the mid-1980s. His name was Kim Clement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You might have heard of him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, he called me out of a crowd of probably 800 people and brought me forward and laid hands on me and told me that I was a watchman, but that the Lord had anointed me to see the wolf and to see the snake Mm. Um, and, and to, and to be able to sound the alarm. And so, um, I think that that kind of started me on my journey of knowing how to watch in the spirit, know how to see in the spirit, the things that God 
uh, was asking me to see so that I could sound an alarm and rally uh, the troops to prayer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I didn't even realize would flow in my life. But I had a spiritual mother at Christ for the Nations who op- operated heavily in intercession and prophetic and the discerning of spirits. And and she fanned the flame in my life. And she's laid hand on me, hands on me so many times. And I've seen this gift increase in my life. And for many who I know you gave a little bit of, you know, um, uh, definition there. But for those who might not be familiar, because we've heard a lot about healing, heard a lot about miracles and wisdom and knowledge and all these different gifts of the spirit. For those who might not be familiar with the discerning of spirits, or maybe haven't heard a message on it at all, I'd love to bring a little bit of definition to this gift, as well as maybe some uh, like a biblical basis for it. Sure. Um, you know, I think that uh, w- several of the things that I know have are manifestations of discernment is the ability to discern spirits. So discerning mm-hmm. angels, Mm-hmm. Uh, discerning demons, discerning the very uh, presence of God, the the move of the Holy Spirit, the mood yes. of the Holy Spirit, um, the desire and the intention of the Holy Spirit, um, discerning the times. Jesus said, you know, in Matthew chapter 16, he said, you're able to discern the face of the sky, but you're not able to discern the times. That word times is the word kairos, the moments, the appointed times of God. And so we are expected to discern the times in which we're living in. And this is not just for chosen people. This is for believers in the body of Christ. And then, of course, we are to be aware or to discern at times even false motives or things that are operating in people. Paul said, beware of false brothers, okay, that that would come in and try to steal your liberty. And so I think that we don't want to walk around being judgmental or uh, or critical of other people, but we do want to discern so that we can properly lead people. Solomon was a, a very wise king. As a matter of fact, he's known as one of the wisest men that ever lived. And that actually comes because in First Kings chapter 3, he cried out to the Lord when he was uh, had, had come into the throne and he'd already had all this um, controversy with his brother. He'd ended up having to have uh, his, his brother executed. He had to have Joab, who was David's you know, mighty general, he had to have him executed because they didn't discern the will of God. They didn't discern the times mm-hmm. of God. And, uh, and and as a result, Solomon was king and he cried out to the Lord and he said, God, give your servant a wise and discerning heart so that I can rule your people well. So I believe that if you are in any position of spiritual leadership, well, you've got to have discernment functioning in your life. If you're a school teacher, you need <laughs> discernment functioning. Definitely. If you're a businessman, mm-hmm. You need discernment functioning. If you're in government, you definitely need discernment functioning. So if you're a believer, you really have to have this capacity of the Holy Spirit, which, as you said, through the scriptures that you opened with, are given to all believers, but we've got to cry out for them, and we've got to seek Mm -hmm. the discernment and the wisdom that God longs to give us so that we're not caught off guard or unaware. Yeah, I just, when I first got saved, I would literally read in the book of Proverbs that discernment, discretion, knowledge, wisdom, this is this is greater and more valuable than silver and gold. And I would simply pray a prayer, Lord, fill me with, uh, with humility, and Lord, brand me with the fear of the Lord. And God, I just pray for discernment. I ask for discernment. And I didn't necessarily feel any goosebumps. I didn't necessarily feel like a, you know, a, you know, a light and strike from heaven or not always an immediate presence of God, but I believed in my heart that if you ask, you will receive And I believe that the Lord was going to manifest these things in my life and impart these things into my heart and increase these gifts as I prayed and asked him. If you seek, you will find. If you if you knock, he'll answer. You know, and so I, I had these scriptures here and I just began to ask him. And I began to see over time how it would manifest in my in my in my life. 
and I would see the fruit of it. And I would look back and say, Lord, thank you for answering my prayers. Thank you for really highlighting this and, you know, imparting this to me. And I love how you break down, you know, the discerning of the times and, you know, the, the angelic, the demonic, the intentions of the heart, the move of the Holy Spirit. There's things that I don't think that people realize are the discerning of, of spirits operating in their life. I feel like a lot of people experience it, but they don't say it's that gift. You know, like I'll, I'll meet right. somebody. I'll meet somebody and they'll just be so much light in their eyes. They'll just, they'll just be such good vibes coming from them. Light in their eyes, beaming with the love of God. That is discernment. You're discerning the Holy spirit inside of an individual. Absolutely. Or you'll meet. Absolutely. And I, I think that one of the things that, that ends up kind of tripping people up is that when they discern something, they don't always know what to do with what they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really why I took time to write this book, because I feel like there's people have either done the wrong thing with what they've seen, mm-hmm. or they've done nothing with what they've seen, mm-hmm. and be, and it's become a frustration to them. And so they kind of start closing themselves off to this very valuable um, mode of revelation that God has given to us because they don't want to do the wrong thing or they have done the wrong thing and they don't want to repeat it. So, um, so what I have found is that when I travel and I teach on this, so many people in the body of Christ have actually shut their revelation receptors down because they don't want to see or hear because they don't want the responsibility or don't know what mm, to do with absolutely. the things that they're picking up. And so I think that this is, if ever we were living in a day that we have got to be more discerning, um, not just about what's taking place on a political front, but sure. really what's taking place in the spirit realm, what's taking place. Um, from the throne room of God. What is God's intention? What is God's desire? What is God wanting to do during these times and these seasons? Um, I think it's very interesting that your that you, your uh, program has to do with awakening because mm-hmm. I had an angelic encounter one time and I was in a hotel room up in Michigan and um, I had hit the snooze button. I was thinking about a dream that I had had the, that night and uh, was laying there thinking about the dream and praying about it. And suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder, physical hand on my shoulder, and it shook me. And a loud voice in the room said, wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. And I sat up in bed. It scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see an angel, but I knew that it had been an angel in the room. And I said to the Lord, I said, wow, Lord, I thought I was awake. And the Lord said back to me, he said, most of my church thinks that they're awake, but they're still asleep. Wow. He said, you need to wake up so that you can wake them up. Powerful. And so I know that even in this season of time, we've got to be uh, awake to the revelation. We've got to be awake to the spirit realm. We've got to mm-hmm. be awake to discern the times that God has for has for us in this season of time. And we've got to be able to discern what's taking place here in the natural realm in light of what's taking place by the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And I just feel like it's it's such an active, God wants us to participate with him. And he doesn't just give us discernment so we could say, oh, well, that, well, that person's carrying something. You just keep on walking. You know, or, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, there's, I sense something eerie here. You know, God, God wants us to be able to shift the atmosphere and bring the opposite spirit. And hey, maybe you're discerning something, you know, um, dark on somebody because the Lord wants you now to partner with him and to talk to them, hug them, pray for them, you know, and there, there's been literally, there's been times where p- believers will be having a conversation. I'll sense 
something dark and demonic because they, maybe they're sharing all these crazy stories about drugs and things they used to do. And well, it's a more of a glorification of the enemy. And then there's this spiritual thing that's taking place. And you just go in and you'll be like, yeah, but, but how has God delivered you? And you begin to, you begin to change it. And just say, okay, so what, what has God done? Because when we, when we, when we, God, he's exalted and he, and he sits upon our praises. So when we begin to declare the goodness of God and the testimony of the Lord. And so I believe God, he's, he's, he wants to partner with us. He gives us this knowledge. He gives us this discernment. So, so just like you're saying, so that we could be, we could be awakened to what needs to be done in a moment. And we could be the agent of change in that moment. You know, I think we just need to be aware of the spiritual realm. We can't just go around thinking things are coincidence and not being, you know, you know, tuned in and and aware of the Lord and the spiritual stuff that's taking place around us. We need to be continually clinging to the Lord, looking looking to Him, recognizing these things, you know, praying for discernment, recognizing the discernment God gives, so that we could participate with Him to truly release the kingdom. Absolutely, you know, probably one of the best. Um, pictures of that in the scriptures in Second Kings chapter six, when Elisha, um, the prophet, had been prophetically discerning the the strategies and the attack and the ambushments of the Syrian army that was fighting with Israel at the time, and uh, and he was spying into the the enemy's plans, and and the enemy king says, "Wow, well, every time we set a trap for the enemy." For Israel, they they somehow bypass it. We must mm-hmm. have a spy in our camp. And they said, "Oh, it's not the spy; it's that prophet Elijah, uh, Elisha." So he <laughs> said, "Well, will somebody go get him?" And of course, we know the story. At night, they came and they surrounded Elisha's little cabin that he, he was in with his servant. And when he they woke up in the morning, the servant looked out the window and said, "Oh my gosh, we're surrounded by the enemy. What are we going to do?" And Elisha went over and looked out the window and went, "Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. There's more that are with us that are with them." And because, see, he wasn't looking at just the natural reality. He was looking at the supernatural reality mm-hmm. of what they were dealing with. And so Elisha's servant was, was like more with us than with them. And he ran back to the window. And he's like, Elisha's like lost his mind. They were surrounded by the enemy. And the Lord <laughs> prayed and, and Elisha prayed for him and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes so that he may see. And God opened the eyes of Elisha's servant and he saw that there was a truth that they were surrounded, but there was a higher truth or a more accurate truth is that there were more angels that were surrounding the enemy than the enemy was that was surrounding them. And yeah. so I think that we've got to be that kind of, a, of people that are able to look past just what we see in the natural and start looking into the supernatural dimension, uh, not to get all spooky and weird, but to understand the reality. Because when you understand that reality, can you think the boldness that came on Elisha's servant at that minute? Then he's kind of oh, yeah. like put, you know, putting his boots up saying, okay, come at me because, you know, he's got this mighty angel Mm -hmm. army that's backing him because he sees the greater truth that's taking place in the midst, in the midst of the spirit realm. Yeah. And I I love that you bring up that story because, uh, the prophet, uh, the, the, the prophet Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open his eyes, open his Mm -hmm. eyes. And yeah, I feel like even just with having spiritual mothers and fathers who operate in prophetic gifts, healing gifts, you know, um, even fruits of the spirit that are that are just manifest in their lives. So there's impartation that takes place as we serve and we honor an individual. I just know that my spiritual mother, you know, there was gifts in my life that were um, dormant that she activated just through me serving her and honoring her. You know, a pro, you know, a, a servant of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. And I just feel like she's laid hands on me, and these gifts have increased in my life. You, you also believe that impart um, that that discernment could be something that's imparted. 
Absolutely. You know, I had um, I, I had that prophetic word from Kim Clement that talked about the gift of discernment, mm-hmm. but we kind of came a, a, up into some kind of rough times in the ministry, and mm-hmm. there were some people that were doing some subversive things in both the church and in our area. And my father-in-law, Dr. Bill Hammond, who's really known as the, the father of the modern prophetic movement, yeah. um, he said, you know, Jane, the Lord Gave you, gave you a word that you had this gift. I'm going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to activate that gift awesome. to its full extent. And so he laid hands on me. And I want you to know, over the next couple of weeks, I, I'm, I'm a people person. I love people. But I'm telling you, I would go to our church services, and I would go to hug somebody, and all of a sudden, I would see all this stuff. You know, I would see the the impure things. I would see the the junk. I would hear the voices. I would hear all this stuff in the spirit, and uh, and and kind of walk away feeling a little slimed, to be honest. Sure. And uh, and 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 I was I actually after a couple of weeks of this, I actually went back to my father in law and I said, um, I need you to put your hands back on me take and take away. this away. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I don't want this. Uh-huh. I don't want this. But then but then he and my husband really worked with me and they said, Listen, gifts are given to edify. Gifts are given to build the body. And if you're mm-hmm. seeing those things, it's because people need healing, yes. people need deliverance, people need freedom. We don't need to be freaked out by seeing that kind of stuff in people. We need to understand God's showing it to us. He's revealing it to us because there's a hurting, dying, bound up world that needs the freedom that Jesus brings. And Mm -hmm. so I had to adjust my heart and really had to learn that over a process of time to view people through the eyes of Jesus. And if Jesus is showing me things that are unhealthy or impure in people's lives, it's because he needs me to be able to be his voice in his hand to minister to them, to bring freedom. Now, there are times that he will show me, you know, basically this person's a wolf. And um, I, I can remember one guy coming into the church and the second that I laid eyes on him, I mean, he looked right. He dressed nice. He sure. had a good smile. But the second I saw him, I wanted to knock his head off. <laughs> I mean, you know, just to be honest, you know, sure. and uh, I was, and then I was like, instead of binding the devil, I was like, I bind myself in Jesus name because sure. <laughs> this surely can't be the spirit of God. Yeah. But then I realized, you know, I, he kept coming back to church and kept coming back to church. And when he'd been in our church for about a month, I mean, I was crying over my response to this man, thinking that I was just some judgmental, critical, horrible person. Mm -hmm. But after he'd been in our church for about a month, we found out that he had actually seduced three different women in our church Mm -hmm. and had taken their money. Mm -hmm. See, he was a wolf. Yeah. And I, and I saw it. He, He wasn't there for redemption. He wasn't there for healing. He was there to take advantage of and to, and to, to devour the sheep. And so I think that even when we're discerning things like that, we've got to understand how to pray. We've got to understand that Jesus' highest purpose is always to set somebody free. But Mm -hmm. mercy sometimes is not just on the person. Mercy sometimes is on the flock. Sure. And so I had to understand um, that, uh, that, you know, there's a time for, for judgment. There's a time for mercy. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that I had to learn how to pray, how to position my heart, how to see what I was seeing and how to sound the alarm, even to other spiritual leaders so that I could have them pray with me to discern more clearly. 
and to understand exactly what the Lord was trying to show us. And so when, when they, when my husband and another gentleman confronted this man, he just smiled and he said, you know, I'll just go to the next church. I mean, he just revealed, you know, himself when we put him, he said, you know, I'll go to another church and I'll do the same thing because I've done it before. It was like talking to the devil, Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, so, so, Sometimes we we may have a reaction like my reaction to want to hit the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't hit the people. Okay, that's not yeah. the right. <laughs> yeah, response. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but what, but when you get but when you get a response like that, there's a reason that you're feeling something like that. And learning how to process that in the right spiritual framework is so important in this season of time, so that as leaders we can be a protection and a safety to those that we've been given spiritual charge over. Mm. But at the same time, understand that God's highest purpose is always redemption, healing, deliverance, and freedom for even those that we may be discerning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is something that, this is a very interesting story. I just want to share. When I first got, I was probably saved only two years and I was, in Bible school, and I went to this small church that a friend brought me to, and I was, you know, church didn't start yet, and we were, they, were, they had some food out for us, and we were eating, and there was this girl that came up to me, she was probably 14, 12, 13, 14, but there was something a little bit off about her, and she was, you know, tw- twirling her hair and asking me questions, and I just got a weird vi- weird vibe from her, and I, I just made an excuse to kind of be like, okay, great, talk to you later, bye, you know, and I walked away, and uh, during worship, my my brain, you know, worship, worship started, and my brain just began to be um, bombarded with perverse thoughts sexually perverse thoughts mm-hmm. and i and i was it was very unlike me and i'm like what in the world why can't i shake this and i just began worshiping and i'm like god i'm sorry like what's wrong with me and then the lord said to me it's not you it's a spirit on her and mm-hmm. um and i was like whoa and it was like the first time it's happened to me and it was eye-opening and then there was a guest speaker that day a guy from africa actually came in powerful minister didn't know who he was but very powerful and the girl was sitting in the front row and this pastor in the middle of his message goes she caught up and he grabbed her head and he did it very like subtly he didn't make a show out of it but he just grabbed her head put his hand in her head and he just she caught and he started speaking in tongues just for a second and then he walked away and kept ministering and then the girl runs out of the room I- she runs out of the room and she comes back after service, like with sweat all over her head. Like she got delivered in the bathroom. And <laughs> that, that to me, I was like, wow, I learned something that day that, that, that sometimes yeah. we could, we could feel, you know, there's, there's like some like spiritual projection that someone could be carrying a spirit that you could interact with. And then you could see, you, you could start be getting, you know, feelings that, you know, and, and, and emotions from, you know, something that's not of you, but it was on somebody else. And that was shock. And I mean, just another sh- small story is there's this girl, you know, from the band Flyleaf who, you know, a lot of people know who that is. Her name's Lacey Strum, but she, she brought, you know, she's a believer. And then, but she went to a lot of, co- you know, concerts with a lot of spiritual stuff going on. And she brought her daughter and her daughter started to say things like she hated herself and she wanted to kill herself and very unlike her daughter. And then the mother looked at her and said, you're picking up on the spirit that's here in this place. There's people around yeah. you that have suicidal thoughts that hate themselves. This is not you, but God in this moment is allowing you to feel it so you could feel what they feel and so that you could pray for them and speak life into them. And that was such a powerful word. I just, I feel like that's essential. People don't get that. Right. Exactly. And understanding, having the ability to divide between what's your soul and what's your spirit. That's what we're at Hebrews chapter four talks about. It says, you know, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It divides between, what soul and what spirit mm-hmm. and helps you to be able to process it in the right way so that you know how to how properly position yourself and pray uh, for those that are in the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I just feel right now that there's people listening to this podcast and they're saying to themselves, I, I, I have to grow in this gift. I have to grow in this gift. You know, you've, you know, you've, you've talked about the importance of it. You say that, it, that you know, it, you know, it, it can be imparted. I don't have a spiritual mother or father or and no one's called me out prophetically and has imparted these things into my life, but I just, I need it. I see the importance of it in the Bible. You guys have shared the biblical basis of it. I would just, I, w- I would love to speak into that a little bit and even just pray for those people who are hungry to really walk into this gift. Amen. Well, let me just say that when you have this gift operating, it gives you a strategic advantage in every spiritual battle that you face. And so, Father, I just pray right now, God, for our listeners. And I pray, Father, that you will open up our eyes so that we can see, open their ears so that they can hear, open their hearts so that they can receive and perceive. Lord, I break off every stronghold of the enemy, Lord, that tries to shut down their ability to receive from the voice of God. Lord, I thank you that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so, Father, I thank Thank you, God, that there is an an activating right now of the voice of God and of the ability to discern, the ability to see and hear, the ability to sense and feel, and the ability, Lord, to to mix that revelation with wisdom. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, may God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened and that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So, Father, I thank you, God, that, that the body of Christ is going to come up to a new level, Lord. Each individual is going to have the capacity to discern angels, to discern the demonic and the demonic structures, the demonic interference, the demonic influence, God. Lord, they're going to have an ability to discern, Father God, even wrong intentions in other people's hearts and even uh, demonic things that are operating in and through others so that others can be set free. Father, give us the ability, give us the capacity to discern the times, Lord, even with all that's going on in the world today, God. Not everything that we see is as it seems, Father. And Lord, lest we go down the the path of conspiracy theories, Father God, Lord, let us be discerning people, Father God. Have an ability, God, to see into the realm of the Spirit, to see God's intentions, to see your heart, your mind your will, your Kairos moment, Mm -hmm. Father God, that's taking place right now. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for giving us that ability, Father God, to discern your heart, to discern your voice, to discern your intent, your mood, your move, Father. God, we've been in church long enough to know, Father God, that not everything we see is something from you. So Lord, let us be able to rightly discern, Father God, Mm -hmm. your move, your, your authentic move of the spirit and and how that affects each and every one of us. I pray, Father God, I break off every religious spirit. I break off every lie of the enemy that says that, that you cannot see properly or hear properly. Or I break off, Father God, that place in the past where maybe some, some of our listeners have failed to do the right thing and have therefore shut the gift down. Lord, right now, God, we, we put yes. all of that behind us. We put all of that under the blood and we completely activate that gift of discerning of spirits, that spiritual ability to discern, like Solomon cried out for, Lord, give your servant a discerning heart, a wise and discerning heart so that we can lead your people well. Lord, we decree it and we believe it now. We impart it right now by the name of Jesus, Lord, and through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And just that scripture in Luke, I keep thinking of right now where Jesus told the people and he said, 
you know, if you if you know how, you know, as a sinful person, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father. And we need to see the discerning of spirits as a good gift. It's not yes. <laughs> not not not, you know, to be scared of it, you know, to be spooked out by, it, but it's a good gift. And if you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a scorpion. If you ask him for a fish, he's not he's not going to give you something demonic or something that 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 wouldn't be beneficial and a blessing to your life. And so I just break off any kind of fear or trepidation about the gift. It's a gift that will bless you. It's a gift that will set people free around you. It is a powerful gift. And even just discernment in general, just discernment to know what to do and what not to do, what decision to make, what decision not to make, where to invest, where not to invest, where to give, where not to give, to, you know, to have the, you know, to have these people around you and not these people around you. You know, discernment is so important. If you ask God for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. If you ask him for fish, he's not going to give you a scorpion. He is a good God and he knows how to good give, give, you know, give good gifts to his children. And so I just leave you guys with that. You know, the Lord, I pray that he would increase discernment on your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And Amen. Thank you, Jane, so much for joining me today. What an awesome show. You, I, um, your, your ministry is, has impacted so many people over the years. And thank you for writing this book, being obedient to the Lord to write this book. And I pray that it just gets in the hands of everyone who needs it so that we could truly manifest discernment and walk in the fullness of what God has us in these times. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and, and I just bless all the listeners today in the name of the Lord. Hey, Amen. How can people connect more with your ministry, your website, or anything? How to get the book? Oh, well, they can they can go to Jane Hammond, last name spelled H-A-M-O-N, janehammond.com to order the book. Um, our church is Vision Church at Christian International, or you can just go to Vision Vision Church CI. Uh, dot com or christianinternational.com. Um, we are uh, a ministry that does a lot of training and equipping. We actually have a school of the prophets that's starting uh, this fall. It's, um, it will be both online as well as on campus. Um, if they'd like more information on school of the prophets, uh, that's going to be 90 days of intensive prophetic training wow. uh, mm-hmm. in discernment everything. Uh, they can just text the word prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T to the number 55444 and somebody will be in touch with them to give them a little bit more information, how they can access that and be a part of uh, cutting edge prophetic training for this new season. Absolutely. I completely um, am for training schools. I went to Christ for the Nations Institute for three years. God did so much of my life during that time. I went to Heidi Baker's ministry for several years, was in the mission field and learned a lot from their mission school. I believe in going to conferences and seminars. And if you can't be there in person because you got a lot of responsibility, you know, there is so much online options out there for you to just gain as much knowledge about the subject as possible. And the Holy Spirit, you know, it's great when you're there in person because there's just something special about that. But there's also impartation through, you know, the Lord spoke a word and the servant was healed miles and miles away. There's impartation you could receive at your, at, at, you know, at your own house. Just, you know, the Lord will honor and meet you where you're at. He'll honor and meet you where you're at. And so I highly recommend plugging in and, and uh, connecting with Jane's ministry through the outlet that, that she just shared because we need to learn more about these things. Thank you for really you know equipping the body of Christ. It's so important, Jane. Thank you. Amen. Thanks a bunch, Michael. You got it. And thank you for the listener. Thank you for subscribing. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. It'll help us get this out to more listeners to be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I look forward to speaking with you next time on Awaken Podcast.